I think ideally I want a customer that's conscious of where they're how their dollar is being spent. So they're thinking about, you know, if I'm purchasing a $5 coffee, what is that really buying me? That's buying locally sourced beans, um, local person who's roasting your beans, local people who are brewing your coffee, local people being paid fair wages to serve you that coffee. If we could do that at a dollar price point and achieve all those things, then yes, yeah, we want both those customers. But I think we care more about people that are conscious of how their dollar can change the world. Hello and welcome to You Can Do It, Do It, a podcast about people whose lives have been transformed by trying something new. Today, we're joined by Audrey and Sam from the Nitro Bar in Providence and Newport, Rhode Island. I'm Audrey Finocchiaro. I'm 26 years old. I started the Nitro Cart Nitro Bar and now we're doing uh, men's yoga. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm 26 as well. Started the Nitro Car and the Nitro Bar. I'm more on the operations side of the business. Exciting. So that would put Audrey on what side? Sort of like a CEO and a COO type yeah, relationship? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And we have different strengths that complement each other really nice, which works out, has been working out. So one of the things that both of you did, and I'm kind of curious about it, is you both actually mentioned your age, which mm-hmm. is kind of uncommon when people talk about themselves or their business. Yeah. Um, what's important about you in sharing your age? That's a good question. I guess it's something naturally that I just open with. I'm bad at fun facts. So I'm like, I'm 26. <laughs> That's me. Um, yeah, exactly. And she said it. So I was kind of like, why? <laughs> I could I'll say follow it. along and say I'm yeah. 26 too. It's interesting, you know, being 26, some of our guests have been younger and have very successful businesses. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Nitro Car and Nitro Bar are super well known. You guys are all over the place. So oh, thank you. it's a cool accomplishment to be 26, 26 and yeah. have that much success. Mm-hmm. So. I guess so. Started yeah. young. Yeah. Yeah. When did you start? Uh, we were 23. Endeavor? 23. Yeah. 23, yeah. Yep. So age isn't necessarily important until it is. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Being as young as you guys are. So I'm 31. JP's older than dirt. Uh, <laughs> probably like 30, <laughs> 33 or 34. 22? Uh, I'm 21. <laughs> 21. <laughs> Very young. I'm 34. But it, uh, uh, So both of us work in an industry where our age is a little bit of a liability. Yeah. And being young or younger, we get, you know, we're perceived as not being as competent, not having the experience, mm-hmm. um, potentially kind of being imposters where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you both, it seems like being young is actually kind of an asset. I would still say the opposite. Um, going into a bank, talking to any older male, they just assume you are an idiot, especially I think I look sort of younger than I am. So I think I'll get it even more than Sam. Just like, oh, you are an idiot. (laughs) Well, there's like a lot of things that go along with our age, you know, that are good and bad. I mean, like, you know, the people that we interact with on on the day to day, like new, you know, new, I mean, even just going into the bar sometimes, like they'll be like, oh, you're the owners or, yeah, or um, we get that a lot. You know, which is also a good thing because then we say that we are and then like this strikes like this really awesome conversation with that person. Yeah. Um, but also like even, you know, everyone that we work with is the same age as us and that can be a good thing and a challenging thing at the same time. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. It definitely is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. What's it like to manage like peers, I guess? Because I mean, you're saying people you work with, I'm yeah. assuming everyone is your employee essentially, right? I mean, in the good, good way, it's like everybody kind of wants to work as a team and like we're all like on the same page and everyone that we work with right now is like extremely competent and they're all very like interested and invested in what we're doing 
Um, so I guess that's also a good thing, like that we're all the same age, that they're all involved on doing the same thing that we're doing. Totally. And we always say to hire people smarter than you. So (laughs) they could be younger than us, older than us, but they're always smarter than us. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have specific examples of kind of being subject to ageism? Yeah, for sure. Um, the other month I was at the bar and this older guy came up to me and he was like, this place is so cool. Um, who owns it? And I was like, Oh, I do. And he was like, no, you don't. I was like, no, I I really do. And he was like, no, there's like, no, there's no way you own this. I was like, no, I I actually own this. And he like, couldn't believe it. And he pulled his wife over and he was like, honey, do you believe this? Like she owns this. And I was like, Marjorie, get over (laughs) here. Do you see these two youngins? I was like, this is really embarrassing right now. Um, Yeah, yeah, no. So I think we get that. We get that frequently. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like a compliment. Yeah. It's It's a compliment. It is. I guess a little bit. Yeah. Backhanded one. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, he kind of um, dug in a little bit too much. Yeah, he went a little too far. The <laughs> right. first, like, oh my god, would have been okay, but you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, maybe he thought it was getting scammed. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, right. I was duping. Yeah. Joking, kid. Yeah, I was duping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. There's kind of an advantage to age too in, in terms of connecting with your audience. So, like, yeah, at least the demographic that I see when I come to the Nitro Bar, or you know, whether it's Providence or Newport or visit the Cart, it tends to be folks that you know, are in our demographic. Yeah, right? for sure. Kind of age, yeah. income. Yeah, right. When you guys were thinking about the business, did that inform you at all to say, hey, I want good quality, tasty iced coffee. Yeah. And I bet that there are people who are like me who also want that. Was yeah. was that some of your consideration? Yeah, absolutely. That? that was like 100% of it was I'm here. I'm looking for good iced coffee. I want a cool place to hang out. Um, I want to go somewhere where I feel like there's a community that I feel comfortable talking to and I walk in the door where people are smiling, where the music's good, where the food's good. Um, so if I'm thinking like that, there must be other people that are thinking like that. My friends think like that. There's these places in New York that we're saying, um, why are there not so many in Rhode Island? So that was definitely a trigger for us to want to go into the coffee scene in the coffee world for sure. When you had the card, it wasn't really a great place for people to hang out no it wasn't but we would find that people would hang out um people would chill and like they would put their arms on the cart and they would hang out like we were like having we became friends with a lot of people that were coming to the cart um which was really cool uh that was like one of the first compliments that we'd be getting too is like you guys are so approachable it's easy to talk to you I feel like you're genuine people because we would be genuine asking them what they did for work, how they find us, um, where did they live, where did they come from, just all of those things, which I think really helped us develop as a brand. Um, yeah, I think that was major for us in the beginning. So is connecting with people important to you guys as well then, in addition yeah. to providing a great yeah. cup of coffee? Definitely, absolutely. Um, we both worked in the service industry after college, and so doing that you have to be able to talk to everyone so I think that segued us into a nice position when we started the Nitro Cart was being able to talk to everyone that came up, um, relatable to everyone, and it really shows you how alike people are, um, no matter where they're coming from, anything. So, yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, it was definitely always important for us to like, connect with like each person that came up, start right. a conversation, yep. keep them at the cart for a bit. Yeah, especially <laughs> when we were like doing super bad and slow in the beginning. It was like... Yeah the law of attraction, right? You want people to be around you because then more people start coming up. So we would also try to have people hang out. Um, 
So we would really talk to everyone, which was awesome. It was cool. So we like to like carry that into the bars now. Like mm-hmm. that we, you know, everybody that is on our team, we just tell them like, Hey, this is ex- the experience that we had at the cart. This is what we want the cart and the bar to be. Like we want everyone to uh, kind of be, be personable. Yeah. Right. Talk to people. Just be genuine with it. You know? Yeah, definitely. And it seems like a great place to work in a great, you know, it's a great vibe as a customer to hang out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, Kelsey and I will actually come to the nitro bar because we're like we're uncaffeinated but we also need a place to like plug in with laptops for an hour or two and just like just get mm. some work done. yeah definitely um there's something like in the even the setup and aesthetic of the space that kind of makes it like that who who of the two of you is like the visual stylist that's yeah, that's Audrey for sure. Oh, Audrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll give my my pointers for sure. Yeah. For where something may Sam's go good or... with like layout, but I sort of obsess yeah. over the way like things aesthetically look and how yeah. a space feels. I think that's really really when, important. Yeah, when you walk into the bar and like how it feels and yeah, the vibe of it is definitely Audrey. Yeah, people always sure. say it's really light and airy, which is funny. I never thought of that while like designing it or thinking about it, but. Both of the bars, I think, are really like light and minimalist and happy. Yeah, I think, and I haven't been to the Newport space, but in Providence, it is like almost relieving to walk in. Like yeah. visually, you feel like how yeah. comforted. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like light. It's there's a lot of white space, which I wanted just to, to feel like comfortable and clean walking in somewhere. Yeah, it's um, funny, even at, like at our house, like Audrey's yeah. like, do you like? We need to start out the week like clean. Like I don't know, yeah. you're you're. Yeah. Audrey works best in like a clean yeah. space. So even like our house is like we clean. try to keep it clean. And I think the style <laughs> and organized and it like transcends into our apartment too and into yeah. our office. Everyone's and like, even, dude, yeah. it's it looks the same as the nature bar. And I'm like, damn, you're right. <laughs> it does look similar. But yeah. 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 And you're yeah. like, do you want some nitro? And you're just yeah. Like, what the heck? That? Comes out of the wall. We actually have four taps that come out Yeah, of the wall. you just sort of sit down and plug in and do work, which, yeah. Every place is a nitro, is a nitro bar. bar. <laughs> car, Pretty much. Yeah, like, exactly. Wait till you I don't the, car, the car has just... an aesthetic, too. There's plants everywhere. Wait till you go into yeah. our own bathroom. Yeah. Our apartment. Yeah. People right. don't like the nitro in that room as much. But. Yeah. It's a little weird. Still looks cool. Still yeah. It's about the aesthetic. It's weird that you have to flush it to get a coffee. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's about pressure. And, yeah. you know, I we can't go into the mechanics no, now. That's no, you can't get a nitro until you wash your hands. Right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> it's amazing how you guys have the technology for that. That's great. That's, That's really hilarious. Um, one of the things that, that the space has that I'm always, you know, when, when we come into reflective spaces, like mm-hmm. even this room, right? Like if I clap. Like you can hear the reflection of the sound. Yeah. Um, one of the things that you all do, and I don't know if you're consciously aware of it mm-hmm. or if it was in the design of the space, but the the baffling of the sheets yeah. above the counter. Yeah. Not only is that something that's beautiful that adds to kind of the, the like visual hierarchy of the space, mm-hmm. but in a hard rectangular room with lots of reflective surfaces, yeah. it makes it so that the conversation is not like scattered and that the place is not super, super loud. Yeah. It captures sure. all the sound. Yeah, that definitely wasn't me. That was um Pierre and Andy Tower. Ah, so um, you work did you work with like a firm? Yeah. Have, oh yep. awesome. Yeah. So um Andy's awesome. They have um HB design. They okay. did Bayberry, P V mm. Donuts. Who else? Oh, nice. Yeah. They're awesome. Nitro. That was, yeah, Nitro. Yeah. Did they help with the second build out too? Or no, have you yeah, learned so, enough at that point? To... Um, we actually worked with a different design build okay. firm. Yeah, they were, I think they were, 
they also a mixture of like had stuff going on and they mm-hmm. it was hard for them to get down to Newport which but we were sense. lucky to meet Lisa and Lisa Neil, and Neil from, yeah reconstructor and yeah. Dimitri they're yeah. awesome the chat that that Newport spot is absolutely beautiful like those those circular lights, lights. and I think I know yeah. where they're from yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh they were custom yeah, yeah. those custom lights they're, they're so beautiful yeah it, it's such a fitting thing for that space yeah, yeah. thank you they worked out well they yeah. look good yeah, yeah. they're fun we have similar tastes in furniture. Yeah, we oh, totally I do. See. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand. <laughs> you get it. I'm now. like, I want to laugh too. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. It is interesting, though. Um, how how did you decide on certain materials for the space? That's usually a process that takes a little bit. Um, spend a lot of time on Instagram, honestly, in New York, and just looking around. Um, I'll like three months before opening Newport, we'd be in New York and I'd be in a restaurant and I'd be like, see, I like this vibe. Like what's about this vibe that I like? And I'd try to pick up, we both would different elements of this space that were making it feel different and comfortable and cool. Um, so it's definitely a collective thing that takes a little bit of time. And then usually we'll start like some sort of board mood board of colors of textures, materials, um, and then try to pull it all together and working with Lisa, who's an amazing interior designer, and having her input on it, too, of how to set something up and what material to use where is always really helpful. Because you can, like, make a space look nice, you know, with, like, your ideas and what you want. But I feel like it does working with a designer, mm-hmm. you know, helps you, like, figure out those things that how can to make execute the space. It. Like, the tapestries above the bar in Providence. I don't know. Like, we probably wouldn't have thought of that. No, definitely not. Definitely ties, yeah. Who, uh, who picked the wallpaper in the bathroom? I picked the wallpaper. That yeah. is the, the flamingos. The <laughs> have you yeah. been in there? I've never been in the bathroom. No. Oh, you well, gotta, next next time you go to the Nitro Bar, <laughs> yeah, I go in there. Like, would you like a coffee? No, no, no. no I'm just here for the, the bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, I just yeah. head straight back there. Yeah. Um, for for anyone who doesn't know, there's this incredible like pink flamingo, almost like textured yeah. wallpaper in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and it's just like. It's actually, it's one of those just other nice touches. It's just a fun room to be in. Mm-hmm. And most of the time you wouldn't describe a bathroom as like, <laughs> I enjoy this bathroom. It's like, well, you have to go there because you have a need. Yeah. I have to go. Yeah. And uh, when you're gone, you're done and you never think about it again. But that bathroom's different. The Nitro Bar bathroom, it's one of the only bathrooms <laughs> in the city. There's that one and Julian's that I remember what they look like. Julian's, I certainly remember what that yeah. looks like. I've never been in Julian's, but I should go. I mean, yeah. I've eaten there plenty of times. Sure. It's amazing, but I've never been into their bathroom. Their bathroom is quite it's the, really? with the quite action the, figures, or is that, that, an is that pizza jam? Because really? there's usually uh, the Julian's has yeah. the action yeah. figures and a TV. Usually it's a there's TV thing, t- oh, like amazing. Kiwi's Playhouse. That oh, okay. is no, so it's, smart. It's like anything. But or it's usually, it's very rarely something that you'll be like, I know what that is. It's usually like, what's happening? That's so smart. I love that. Because Julian's is owned by Pizza Jays. So when I, I've been in Pizza Jays so many times sitting there mm-hmm. and like the movies that they play either oh, yeah. scare the <laughs> shit out of me yeah. or they're like just I don't know. That is super what the nostalgic. Is like. Yeah. I'm like, dude, there's this, this is crazy. Yeah. If you take you take yeah. everything in Pizza J and you put it in Julian's bathroom, that's that's okay. basically yeah. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense now. Let's let's actually talk a little bit about about the concept of cool. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think like one of the things that you know was striking to me when I met both of you was 
these two are cool. These are these are cool <laughs> oh, people. Wow, thank you. That's flattering. Uh, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I thought I, the same about you and Kelsey. Oh, thanks. And you, JP. It's okay. You don't <laughs> we just met you tonight, but we thought you were cool right yeah, away. Yeah, you got, you got that yeah. shirt on right now. <laughs> yeah, we're like, Wage house, cool. house shirt. <laughs> cool. Shout out Wage House. Stop it. Me too. <laughs> I may be 34, but I love a good compliment. Hey, 34. My best friend's 30. You're 30. 34? Oh, my God. I know. Shout out, George. <laughs> my, my best friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> It just starts pouring one out. No, he's yeah. fine. I just, please don't pour one on my rug. Yeah, yeah. not um, here. But yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about cool. So, cool as a vibe, I think, can kind of be a double edged sword. But it seems like you both have figured out how to use cool to your advantage. Mm-hmm. So, like, cool can push certain people away, right? Mm-hmm. Like the people who aren't cool might feel intimidated by cool. <laughs> but there's something in the way that you both do cool that I think goes back to the way that you did cool when you did the cart, mm-hmm. which was, this isn't about us looking cool. It's about us inviting you into the cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to kind of dig into that to learn a little bit um, about you guys maybe growing up. I guess to start on that, I don't really think I'm a super cool person. I feel like Sam would think similarly of himself. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I think similarly of you. I'm like, that is a cruel thing to say. No, but I don't think we're either like, oh, we're yeah. so fucking cool. Like I never yeah. felt like I was a really cool person. Yeah. But that's part of being cool, isn't it? I, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Um, we just, yeah. Uh. <laughs> but I think one thing that we did notice was working at all these different places. Like we worked at a bunch of different places I worked in fashion when I was in New York. Um, We worked in different restaurants and going into places that we thought were cool um, and then seeing people that worked there that weren't so nice. And so that's another trigger why we wanted to start the Nitro Cart and the Nitro Bar was why do people have to be mean? Why do you have to work for someone and they have to treat you like shit or talk to you rudely or make you feel beneath them? Like what if you empowered people? Um, So I think that can come off as cool is not being a stickler and super harsh to work with or to customers and not being reactionary to people. I think that can come off cool. Um, But it always was about like, okay, we worked for these places where we saw people treating others not nicely. What if we worked at a place where you did treat people nicely? How would that like, what would that look like? How would, what would happen if that was a thing like what if you give what if you give people the option or like you know the ability to rise up to the the occasion Mm -hmm. and you know most of the time people do that maybe with a little bit of guidance but yeah we sam and i met in high school and if i think back to high school i don't think i was that cool i was just talking about this with other people all my friends played lacrosse and field hockey and i was the least athletic. I couldn't make any sports team. Yeah, I broke my foot. (laughs) Couldn't run a mile. Was like not good at anything. Didn't have good grades. Like I didn't think I was cool, you know? Um, So yeah, definitely don't think we were both like super cool people, I guess, if that makes sense. You think it's cool to be nice? I think it's cool to be nice. And I think it's cool to be welcoming, um, to create, yeah, something that people want to be a part of and everyone can be a part of. yeah. Yeah. Not be super exclusive to others. I think that's cool. Yeah. Like we've never, yeah, exactly. We've never been like that mindset of being exclusive. Like we want, mm-hmm. like even just in our personal life, like we want to be friends with Everyone. every age group, every person. Right. 
you know, as long as you're nice to us, we're nice to you. And, yeah, you know. for sure. <laughs> Even if you're not nice to us, we'll probably still be nice to you. Which is a good and a bad, yeah, good true. and a bad thing. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think uh, the aesthetic that Nitro Bar has going to other places, you could feel intimidated to think like, oh, it's going to like this place feels too cool for me. Like people yeah. aren't going to be nice, but they, everyone's really welcoming. Like I've always felt. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I went oh, in there, I was like, you. it's a beautiful place. I don't know if I'm cool enough for this place. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the way, you know, the staff there was really welcoming and obviously the coffee was delicious. So, yeah. yeah oh, just, and you see me looking in there with like my mouth open, like, oh, look at that. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. When we're hiring, that's actually the main thing that we look for is mm-hmm. like, how can, or do you seem like a nice person right mm-hmm. away? Are you friendly? Are you smiling? Are you nice to talk to? Um, yeah, that's definitely a big big thing for us when we're looking for people which is always fun yeah yeah and it's mm-hmm. hard to find good people who will stick around and yeah kind of go that distance with you definitely yeah um we take like the google approach with our team i always talk about where everyone's equal mm-hmm. um and everyone feels a sense of ownership over the nitro bar which in turn everyone works their asses off um everyone goes above and beyond what they should be doing and I think that's because we give everyone the opportunity to do that and have stake in what we're doing. So, yeah, it's been fun. So we've talked a lot about the the actual locations, but it seems like a huge component, an extremely smart component from the outside anyway of, of your business is how essentially the fact that there's a nitro tap at yeah. what, like 50 plus different places now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah something like that, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to go to a place. And Without when they say nitro, nitro, it's like, this is probably nitro yeah. car. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, when we were on the cart, we were approached by uh, Lori and Paul. Lori and Paul from PV Donuts. Um, and then we've, we realized that was like actually something that we could do. And we went to a couple of places that were our favorite ref- restaurants and approached the owners and tried to figure out if they'd be into it. If they had space for a, like a tap system and yeah, um, just started from there. Then we went from like three to seven accounts, 10 accounts. And then just like built out our own production facility and yeah, just started going from there. And mm-hmm. now we work with a Boston distributor that distributes us in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and we're just continuing to go from there. Yeah, yeah. so, so it's yeah. just right now it's kind of a business of scale. It's yeah, yeah. you figured out how to do it, and yeah. now it's getting it, getting it farther and farther and farther. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. 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 Is there a limit? Mm. Like, do you think we'll see nitro in California if we fly out there in five years? <laughs> you could, yeah. Oh, that that yeah. would be the goal, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. It depends. It's another scale up, right? So, like, that would mean either us putting a ton of money into our production facility, or teaming up with a distributor to sort of take on brewing, which we like to keep everything in house. Um, so, yeah, it depends on what direction we want to go in. Sort mm-hmm. of either like the stores or scaling up. Yeah, yeah. And we could do both we could do both yeah and we plan to do both but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like what, what comes first we're focused on at the, at yeah, the moment I don't know. definitely we're i feel like we are at like a a point right now where we're trying to figure out like what's the next step like we're 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 currently like doing improvements to like the bars and we're trying to you know do that stuff and we're going to be going into our busy season so it's like where what do we do next mm-hmm. and i feel like we are in that like state of yeah you know, I want to do 10 nitro bars next. Yeah. That's yeah. The goal. <laughs> is it? Honestly. Yeah. Um, I think one of my goals is I really want to 
like pitch to um, investors and go for something big and see what happens just because we sort of do have two proofs of concept, which can be pretty rare um, for some companies. So I think it would be an interesting thing and a challenge. So why not? Do you have a, a franchise model kind of set up in a way that you can be removed from it to have it still be successful? I don't know if we'd want to do a franchise model. I always like the idea of like 10 or 15 curated shops that are owned by us just because I'm sort of a perfectionist and I don't know if I could give up control like that and just let sort of whoever run the shop. Um, but that would be the mindset behind it. So you would prefer, like to me, you know, again, from the outside, like scale seems to come most easily from continuing to set up these taps like everywhere. You know, if you set them up through the country, you you don't have to be fully in control because you're in control of the product. You just have to make sure that they can serve it. But you actually would prefer, it seems like, to, to be able to scale out the bars themselves. Yeah, um, which is through, I think, us figuring out that so much of us doing well goes in with our team being behind the bar, goes in with the aesthetic of the bar, with the space that is the bar. It's an experience. We're sort of in that experience economy right now where people are looking for experiences. They're willing to pay for that. So although the taps do amazing, um, the bars are really where it's at just because people our age are looking to go in get a coffee, not only get a coffee, have a conversation, talk to someone, be in a happy atmosphere, listen to the music that's playing, um, look around, take in their surroundings. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, like the production space is like the backbone of both the bars. Yeah. You know, it's where like all the product that you have on tap is from. Mm -hmm. It's where like our focus is mm -hmm. for the bars product wise. And so like if we're able to grow the bars at the same time, we're like able to grow the production space and and like you know wholesale comes naturally with that yeah you know? totally yeah. you know we have a great team over in production and mm -hmm. they're willing and able to grow that side of it so why not you know mm -hmm. grow both but yeah at the same time yeah. the bars are where it's at, where it's at. <laughs> they're just fun I guess I just like doing them more because I can put more of myself into it and spend more time thinking about it um taps are always fun but they're just like going into a place, setting up an account, although we've made a ton of friends through the taps, which I'm super yeah. grateful for. Yeah, square footage or retail in like a someone's restaurant is super important to them, so you have to make it like very important or like worthwhile for them. It stuck out to me that um, it feels like it can work anywhere too because mm. I went, to, I, I was at Ali's Donuts mm. several months ago. Oh, it's at Ali's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and I remember going in. Um, Matt from Ali's Donuts is the man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. he's like the the son of like the original yeah. owner or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're so great there. Yeah, they I, I run mean, an insane operation. It yeah. seems nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy, crazy, but they're they're spot on with it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I remember going up and being like, I bought you know, like a dozen donuts for like $6. And I'm like, oh my God, Nitro's here. I'm also going to buy Nitro. And that was, you for know, like $5 or $6. And I'm like, somehow this totally works. Yeah. You know, like uh, it, yeah. it, no matter where it is because of the the quality of it, it's just like, I'm totally willing to pay yeah. that yeah. As, alongside with these like very inexpensive but delicious donuts. Yeah, you know? totally. but it's just, once I saw that, I was like, oh wow, this can work anywhere. Like yeah. you, if you enjoy this product, you will go anywhere and, and have it anywhere. So yeah, we're yeah. in kind of like gyms, offices. Yeah. Bars, barbershops. Barbershops, Oh, are they? Oh, Urban Fellow. Urban Fellow down, yeah. downtown. Nice. Downtown Providence. Go check them out. Yep, That's great. Yeah. That's where I got my haircut. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, that does That could be an endorsement. You go there? Or that could be, yeah. I do. Seth or Chris? Or Seth. 
Yeah. Nice. So it's actually, like a block away from our I met, awesome. I met both of them through you guys. Nice. Oh, yeah. And it just so happened so awesome. Seth was able to give me my first cut. So Nice. Perfect. Their new space is so cool. It's beautiful. Again, Do they have beer on tap yet? Uh, I think they're working on that, but the, the nitro was, was running. Nice. Yeah. So I, you know, nice. it's sort of what I depend on. Initially yeah. I would get another cut and then I go see you guys, but now, sorry. It's all yeah, there. It makes sense. Perfect. The, now, if you guys could start cutting hair at the nitro. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing out there ideas. There we go. That's a new angle. <laughs> well, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if we could make food, but yeah. <laughs> might be weird. Was, um, was price sensitivity, you know, part of the discussion for you guys at all? I mean, like five or six bucks for a cup of coffee is expensive. Yeah. Um, I think for us, it came down to more about, again, our employees and our team. And it was really important that we were able to pay everyone livable wages. And that's what that price looks like at the end of it. So I think no matter what, we're like, if people don't want to pay it, we don't care. We we're going to close down. We'd prefer to do that than pay someone, you know, $10 an hour mm. as sort of an econo- economics right. geek. I wanted to be able yeah. to actually give a team something that they could live off of and source locally yeah i mean everybody that we use from our coffee to our the food products that we use to Mm -hmm. the a lot of our equipment is all sourced through local companies and local people and that's like how we've started everything was Mm -hmm. by you know the local community so that's that's a big piece of it like i mean and again i'm i'm not um attacking or, or anti yeah no it's, it's more it's more just a question yeah of, you know inquisitive. Like, I, I think the the best part about it so in terms of the pricing so my dad right he's uh you know in his early 60s late 50s and he'll um he'll buy a dollar convenience store coffee yeah for sure. mm-hmm. hot coffee from yep. cumberland farms and yeah. that's like he can drink that all day and yeah. for him it's like every day you know going to the the Cumberland Farms and spending the dollar coffee for him it makes economic sense right he yeah. could make it at home but it's just as good if he makes it at home as if he goes to Cumbies yeah. so he goes to Cumbies and he gets a hot coffee you know my dad when he's like wait how you know let me let me pay you for this here's a you know, how much how much is it I'm like I'm not you gonna, don't want to tell you. <laughs> like, here's two bits yeah. yeah but if you talk about you know the the difference and you know there's some people who get nitro every day sometimes nitro several times a day and mm-hmm. again, this is no besmirchment against that mm-hmm. uh, it's just to you know talk about a certain demographic of folks like my dad who mm-hmm. upon trying nitro iced coffee for the first time was like this is the best iced coffee i've ever tasted in my life uh-huh. Thank right? you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I have a, a similar feeling, right? Like I've had lots of great coffee and I love drinking nice so rice coffee. Better. It mm-hmm. is so oh, good. Thank you guys. Um, as like a, a, this is, this is an endorsement. We are not sponsored by Big Nitro. We genuinely love not their yet. coffee. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing is like at the end of the day, it's a great cup of coffee mm-hmm. for under $5. Right. right. You can go to Starbucks and get a latte for about mm-hmm. the same price as it costs you to get a cold brew. Yeah. Nitro but what you're getting out of a cold brew nitro i think is a superior product that is more refined and Mm -hmm. it's more simple in that it is coffee Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not all the other stuff that you have to add to it to make it good right Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway i love it uh everyone should go to nitro and and get a coffee in 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 the way that you're positioning your price in the types uh the type of business that you're running the price actually kind of makes sense it's not out of left field to spend five bucks on a coffee. Like there are other coffees that cost $5. In fact, there's some coffee that costs more. Yeah. Do you want the person who's going to come in every day and buy a dollar cup? Yeah. Or do you want the person who it's special 
to buy your coffee and it creates a, a special experience for them to have it. Yeah. I think ideally I want a customer that's conscious of where they're, how their dollar is being spent. So they're thinking about, you know, if I'm purchasing a $5 coffee, what is that really buying me? That's buying locally sourced beans, um, local person who's roasting your beans, local people who are brewing your coffee, local people being paid fair wages to serve you that coffee. If we could do that at a dollar price point and achieve all those things, then yes. Yeah. We want both those customers, but I think we care more about people that are conscious of how their dollar can change the world. I mean, I feel like also some people are down to get a dollar coffee and just kind of run in and run out of a place, but other people are down to spend a little bit more to get like the experience Mm -hmm. of getting that coffee. They know the quality. Yeah. And the person that's maybe serving them that coffee. We do have like an iced Americano or hot coffee, which is at a very, like, I think our hot coffee is two twenty five or something. So it's, it's yeah. Reasonable. Which that's actually like, on the same price as everyone that's doing it right now. But yeah, if that makes sense. If that yeah, I guess we're just more yeah. known for Nitro Cold Brew. But yeah. We do have those options. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. Did you start sure. out with those options? We didn't know. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that like came that came second after. Yeah, 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 definitely. Mm-hmm. Was it, it was basically a shop thing where you said, now it's time for hot coffee? Yeah. We had electricity, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the, on the that, cart, we didn't have any yeah, electricity. Yeah, that came naturally. So throw it, throw yeah, it exactly. I remember that Instagram post, Nitro, yeah. Nitro Bar. Now, now we have electricity. electricity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you can run with that. Big That's deal. Good. Yeah, big deal. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. outlets. Not since the light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of I mean, you know, one of the things that they say in, in products is that technology actually matters for mm-hmm. producing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like without the keg and... Is it aeration, carbonation? How does that process work? Nitrogen. Without just pure nitrogen. nitrogen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Pure without nitrogen. that, you wouldn't have nitro. Yeah, without yeah. electricity, you don't yep. have Yeah, coffee. exactly. Yeah, yeah. All goes into one. How did you decide um, like what to to buy initially for the like the first batch you made? Did you have that same intention in mind? Um, for the shops? I guess like the first batch of nitro that you both mm-hmm. ever made. That we made and yeah. then, you know, when deciding mm-hmm. on hot coffee for the shop, how did that you know, how did both those stories go? Um, the nitro was pretty natural for us. We had always liked this one coffee roaster in Southern Rhode Island, and we were really picky about it. So that was pretty natural for us. And then hot coffee evolved. We started sourcing from Toby's Estate in New York. Um, then we used Loyal Coffee in Denver, Colorado. So we've been back and forth with a bunch, and it's always evolving. We're always looking for what tastes the best, except for the nitro will always taste the same, for sure. <laughs> Can't change that up. Have you ever put bad coffee through the process to see what would happen? Have you been to Dunkin' Donuts and tried their <laughs> No, but um, I haven't tried their, their No, nitro, but so. uh, my dad drinks Dunkin' Donuts, so he'll yeah, literally, yeah. like, he'll come to the shop with a French vanilla coffee. Oh, man. I'm like, Dad, you can't be showing he, up with that he, right now. He's one of those, you know, he likes the... Exactly, just like your yeah. dad. Yep, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to... Yeah. Can't change it. Some people like it. Some yeah. Some people like the way... <laughs> right. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It all works. <laughs> you can't... It's funny. I mean, not to keep talking about the price thing, but you can spend $5 on a cup of coffee at, yes. at Dunkin' Donuts as yeah, well. Yeah, you can. If you're going to do that, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> just go to Nitro. Yeah, yeah, true. And you, you've been able to scale the Nitro bean as well? Yeah, yeah, we have been. That's thanks to the big production team that we have. Not big production. I guess how many people are there now? Five? Five guys? Four. Four guys who are awesome. Um, You have one more guy, you can start making hamburgers. Yeah, exactly. Five guys. (laughs) Throw some fries in there. (laughs) Five guys. 
burgers and yeah. maybe some Shout fries. out. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Five Guys. Five Guys. Let's um, pour one out. Pour one out. They're how I built this is actually really interesting. Yeah. yeah five for Five Guys? guys? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Do you listen to or read uh, things that kind of inspire your business? Oh, yeah. How I've listened how to I every single How good. I Built This, for sure. Yeah, they have Steve some motivated, motivating ones. Yeah, Steve Jobs, Emily Weiss of Glossier, Sophia Amoroso of um, Nasty Gal. There's, yeah, Cynthia Ramirez, Kim Kardashian, honestly. There's a bunch of people that I pull inspiration from, just seeing them hustle and get after mm. it and go for it. Yeah. She's like... So she makes me jealous with her social media mm-hmm. uh, finesse. <laughs> yeah, just like someone who immediately got what it was going to be. And yeah, just, just capitalized. Yeah, I've just um, been binge watching the Kardashians recently, and I've started to come up with like this Kim Kardashian theory, um, which I guess isn't really a theory, but it's basically she just capitalized on social media and she is a smart girl. She's a very good marketer. You can't deny that. You can't have millions and millions of followers and be making billions of dollars and not be doing something right. But with that comes so much hate. She gets hated on all the time. So I think it just goes to show you if you're doing something good and doing it right and making a ton of money and followers that you're going to get an equal amount of hate that comes with that just from jealousy, just people being upset that they're They didn't do it and they want their lives to look like that. That's really what it is, right? It's not like they're like, oh, what you're doing is stupid. It's just they think, oh, I could have done that. Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. She did. So, right, right. Yeah. And I'm so not about like hating on someone. Like, why hate on them when, yeah, you can just be with it and be happy? On the back of just being nice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just be be a nice person. Be nice. Right. Right. What about you, Sam? Are there operations people that you look up to or kind of businesses, maybe mm, business crushes you have? No, I mean, not really in that way. I mean, like, I just listen to how I built this. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk is also mm-hmm. like a motivator, especially in the beginning of the business. Yeah, it was you like, listen to him a ton. In the beginning, because <laughs> like, he was all about like, like notifications just, turned on for I him. still have notifications. <laughs> yeah. Just like he's all about eating shit and just like, understanding that like that's an actual thing like that you might be just like eating shit not struggling for a while Mm. and like that you're okay with it and you're more you're more into that part of the business than like the focus on money or the focus on you know yeah as long as you're like into it and you know you know you're motivated and that there's an outcome at the end of it yeah. That may be money. Yep. That, I think that's, that's a, a big misconception too that Sam and I talk about a lot is that you have to be fortunate enough to be in a position where you can make no money and still get by. Some people obviously don't have that opportunity. If they have children or have to support their family, they can't do that. Um, but Sam and I starting this so young, we were in the position where I guess lucky enough we could survive off, you know, um, a very, very, very low salary a year. And we were at that for two and a half years and if you want to start your own thing you have to be willing to make no money like no money for years because any money that you make has to go back into the business if you want to keep pushing it and grow bigger which I think is a big misconception to a lot of people and so you guys struggled in the beginning I get the sense of that yeah yeah, for we were a just while. Putting all them, all them, everything, everything back into the yeah, business. new equipment, more you know, kegerator setups, everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember you saying at the bitchin event, it's like I, I could either get a paycheck or I could buy more buckets. Yeah. And I, I need more buckets. Yeah, literally, more food safe buckets. Yeah, exactly. No, totally. 
that is yeah totally a thing even now sam and i are like we don't we don't want to touch the money we just want to keep push, putting it back in to watch it grow but i hope i hope you guys are taking <laughs> salaries now and- yeah now we can afford cars, you know, yeah. which is something that, <laughs> well, not like we can buy all these yeah, cars, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like we can Many. have I, our own what, car. What, what, that, what that actually means is like I can actually afford my first like real car and Audrey's first real yeah, car Yeah, like ever, we were buying like beaters, like yeah. beater cars. Like my, my last car before that, I was fortunate enough <laughs> okay, sorry. to get like a car from my friend who owns Buttonwoods, Morgan. Yeah. He was like, yo, I've got this truck. If you want it, you can have it for like two hundred bucks, and I was like, yes. so he was driving a two hundred dollar car. That's <laughs> yeah, just like, but I was yeah. like, you know, I, but that's like what I'm saying is, you know, yeah, it's always in small increments you can yeah. do something that yeah. is awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah. Drive a two hundred dollar car for a year, which is surprising that it lasted. Honestly, yeah. that's a miracle. <laughs> it's <laughs> still going too. Yeah, dirty. Yeah, dirty yeah. <laughs> still still around. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice, you know, when you're fortunate to stumble into those situations, little <laughs> mm-hmm. opportunities. But yeah, um, you mentioned that there's a, a little bit. Of, is there a little guilt that comes with making money? Oh, yeah. I think Sam and I definitely right feel guilty about making money. Yeah. But I mean, like at the same time, it's not like we're. I think it still just feels mobsters. weird. We're not like mobs. You know, we're, yeah, not making- we're, we're not like billionaires right now. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're millionaires. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're not. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. I I always we both feel but guilty. Sometimes. It's that like imposter imposter syndrome, syndrome feeling where yeah. you're like, you know, everybody that you know and everywhere, every, like your whole life growing up, you're supposed to get a certain job and whatever. And yeah, you're supposed to work a nine yeah. to five, and that was how you were going to make a livable wage. And now Sam and I didn't take that route. Like we can take a Tuesday or a Wednesday off. And yeah, um, it feels kind of weird. And you might feel we feel guilty, but like mm-hmm. at the same time, like there's like right now like you know we're on months on end of working every single day so yeah. it's like yeah i don't know if it's guilty as much as it is that imposter syndrome of mm. like you're sort of scared that one day it's going to be like all pulled from you or right. how did you <laughs> actually get here um yeah yeah somebody's going to you're going to wake up one morning and everyone's going to be like oh wait you guys don't deserve this so yeah, they just take exactly, it all away from yeah. you you're like oh no. they're going to be like this was actually a joke right <laughs> and they steal your tires yeah so. exactly and you're like Right. Uh, that truck's yeah. not actually real. Yeah, that's not actually. <laughs> it's all buckets. It's yeah. just a four hundred bucket. <laughs> Food yeah. grade. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of want to push into this because it's interesting to me. Charge enough for coffee mm-hmm. so that you can provide fair, livable wages to your employees. Mm-hmm. More than most local businesses are doing. Mm-hmm. Like judging by you know reports on salary, looking mm-hmm. at job listings that you post, mm-hmm. and yet there's guilt about earning your own salary. Mm. what's up with that come on (laughs) (laughs) i think it's the it has to be the imposter syndrome i think that's more what it is it's just like do i really deserve to be doing but we've we've also been doing this for almost four years now and yeah for three years we're like not at that point Mm. and like i wouldn't consider that we're still at that point now but like yeah is the fear like if i take a salary the business isn't going to have enough to go i think for me too it's like we view ourselves as such equals with everyone that we work with, like genuinely equals, which I think maybe a lot of owners don't feel that way. So it does feel weird to be like taking a salary and I don't have to show up and work a shift. I can sort of go away for a month and still, you know, get paid. And that to me makes me feel like, but at the same time I have to, I try to, I go into therapy when I talk about this, my therapist, I worked for like, 
700 days straight. Mm. Didn't sleep. I still wake up all the time in the middle mm. of the night. Um, I can uh, attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> wakes up like every single day. Just night. like yeah. if you're owning your own thing, you do have anxiety and yeah. you're thinking about work all the time. So that is the cost of running your own business. So I try mm. to remind myself of that. Of, yeah. Like yeah. we do, like I said, we've been working every single day for a while. Right. And, and not necessarily like we've had to. Like mm. we could take two, three days off, but for some reason we know. We do no, no matter what, we always do like a half day or something or like a full day or, you know what I mean? We never take a full day. Yeah, off. we were able to take like our first vacation where we went away for like two and a half weeks to the Cayman Islands. And that was like the first time I'd ever really taken a trip like that. And it was like, whoa, this is just so weird that we can be here. When you both told me you were going, I was legitimately just like... <laughs> just like in a at a heart level, yeah. like completely thrilled oh, for both of you. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah, just like you guys, and it was the sense of like you guys deserve this. You mm. kicked ass over the past three years and oh, put your you. whole selves into this. Yeah, it's yeah. like if, if anyone is more deserving of a vacation like that, I would be hard pressed to find. Somebody. Oh, thank <laughs> Seriously. you so much. Yeah, my uh, brother li- works down there, so it's just good uh-huh. to. Uh-huh. 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 And my and my other brother came with us yeah. with my niece, and yeah, it was fun. It's amazing. So, yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, isn't the Cayman Islands where there's like offshore accounts and stuff too? Uh, well, yeah, that's where all Nitro's money is. <laughs> that's where all the money is. That's actually oh, why we were really going there. We first actually, vacation. That wasn't a vacation. It was a, uh, yeah. yeah. Your first deposit. I get yeah, why you feel, exactly. I get why you feel bad now. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're like, embezzling yeah. does make, yeah. yeah, it does. You feel a little We've bad created bad. this story for a while now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Finally found a good way. Yeah. That's awesome. It is funny how so many business owners like, like you said, like technically, like this business can operate to some extent without you. You are making money when you're not there, but it's so hard to to pull away. And I guess mm-hmm. it's just that sense of ownership. Like you're you're so invested in it. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily want to pull away. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something too that goes with our generation where we're sort of taught to be working 24-7. So I'm sure it's the same with both of you. If mm. you don't work for an extended period of time, you sort of have this sense of guilt and there's this pressure that you should always be working. You should be working two jobs. If you work a nine-to-five, you should have a side hustle and you should be doing that all night long. And I think that's something that we should work on as just a general population because it's not healthy. You know, At the end of it, what is your life if you spent all of it working? You're not going to come out feeling super fulfilled and happy. That Audrey who spent almost <laughs> how many days working? 700 probably. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. I but who totally, knows it better? Yeah, 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 exactly. I try to remind myself when I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about work. Mm. You know, Maybe I shouldn't be working so much. That's why we have a sauna in our apartment now. <laughs> nice. Really? Like a, one of those portable ones? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, I found Again, it super but you found cheap that on, on Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. Marketplace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like haggled them. It sounds like super bougie, bougie but it's, but it's, it's not, literally how much It was, was a that? used like, sauna yeah. for $300. And we spent like so three like, hours cleaning it and yeah. assembling it and and hopefully it But that room worked. was supposed to be an office and we decided to make it like a self-care room. That's nice. Amazing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the whole room a sauna? Um, basically it's like a small little no, like a box, spare yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Box. Yep. Get really yourself cool. a sauna. Now was that, uh, <laughs> were you in spa- <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro right there. Get, Get yourself, yourself a sauna. sauna. Welcome to You Can Do It, yeah. Do It. <laughs> Saunas That's are interesting. Yeah. Was that, was the sauna inspired by your yoga side hustle or, uh, um, yeah. yeah, I hadn't heard about this yoga. Yeah. Yeah. In part, in part do for sure. Um, Yeah. And just talking about self-care, I think, more and understanding what that looks like and 
how nice would it be if you could step into a sauna for half an hour every day? You have a whole room devoted to it. Yeah, exactly. So you better start using it more. And you can't bring a laptop in there, which is... No, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you just want to put a TV in there, though. Just because that would be, like, nice. (laughs) Would it, though? I I guess so. Isn't that not the purpose of having a sauna? Just sit. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It'll keep you in there longer. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You can really sit, sit through it. Fall asleep there and... If you're wrong, yeah. never wake up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall asleep yeah. in your time. Yeah, not ne- Netflix and PSA. die. Yeah, yeah, not Netflix and die. And die. Yeah. Netflix and die. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really it. put on Bob Ross painting. I mean, and <laughs> just die. Fall yeah. asleep. It's actually a torture chamber. Literally, only pl- I don't know if you've seen The Good Place. What kept you guys going through the struggle early on? For me, it was not wanting to work for anyone else. I had like just quit jobs when I was working in like the restaurant industry because I couldn't take hierarchy and how people would treat someone and all of that so just wanting to do our own thing definitely pushed us basically I had that feeling for me at least Mm -hmm. of like that opportunity there's an opportunity in front of us Mm -hmm. and like why would you know it'd be wrong for us not to grab onto the opportunity and continue to go. Yeah. It also felt like anytime we'd go into a downward fall, something would come up. Like we were going to stop doing the cart and then Lori and Paul approached us about wanting to do the tap. Um, So then that picked us up again and we went with that idea. And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. same one before we opened the Nitro Bar in Providence. It was a similar situation. And then Leo actually approached us about wanting to put a coffee shop in his um, bike shop. And then that sort of sparked the idea. I think I I have bought two bikes because of the nitro. Yeah, yeah. there's proof. <laughs> I do love like the uh, the confidence of you saying like I want ten nitro bars. You know, because a lot of people it's kind of like I don't even know about opening another business or anything like that. But uh, is it just your love for it, or is it, or is it like you, that business mind and the economics of it? And you're like, I think this makes sense. No, I think it's the love for it for sure. It's like what I dream about. I love uh, doing this. Um, so, I, yeah, I couldn't do it unless I loved it and had a really big passion for it. And then I also think how did, you know, if someone's going to get big, if SoulCycle, Glossier, any of those places, those people were saying that, you know, they were saying, I'm going to do a ton of these. That didn't just happen to them. So I like to think about that, too. Um, you have to put it out in the world for it to come to you. No, I think we've also been fortunate to be around people that we've seen do that. Yeah, like totally. in our personal life, and like mm-hmm. seen, and they've said that, and they've actually done those things. So yeah, like, like the Andersons, they've yeah. like totally done that. They just opened up Plant City. Um, oh yeah, I yeah. Just went there for the first time. Yeah, it's great. And they've done a ton of successful companies, and having them as advisors has been amazing. And it's like saying that, but also like. Doing the, you know, doing the thing. Doing the thing. Right. Yeah. Not just getting the gratification <laughs> yeah. of being like, I want to open 10 places. Yeah. That feels great. I'm yeah. going to go watch yeah, Bob Ross in my sauna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fall asleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fall asleep and Maybe die. for a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a day. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of surprising things that happen to both of you through the Nitro Bar, right? Like little ups and downs. Like, you know, Paul and Lori saying, hey, we want to install a keg to, you know, this wonderful conversation with leo of like hey i have this bike shop you want to move in what's either special or broken inside you that lets you keep going day after day after day i don't know like audrey just has a very intense relentless spazzy (laughs) that's very but in a good way i don't know like Mm. 
<laughs> if you could just contain Audrey into like a, a ball or something, I don't know, like you could. Uh, <laughs> Audrey just has a lot of passion and intensity yeah. mm. and it brings so much to the business that I think just attracts a lot of different people and you know, you know, when you just, you can talk to somebody or, you know, you meet a business owner or somebody, you know, that they're going to do that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess it's an attraction of knowing that somebody's going to follow through with what they're saying. So I don't know. That's mm-hmm. how do you support that energy? Like, what do you do to, to keep just, filling? um, well, I think a lot of the time it's really me just being like, okay, hold on. <laughs> like being like, let's, let's take a second. Let's think about that thing. Yeah. And just maybe, you know, putting a level head to it in a way, even mm-hmm. though like, mm-hmm. what I, yeah. Cause I would say for Sam, the quality, this might sound bad is accepting a level of imperfectionism, huh. which actually at the end of the day helps us move forward because we're not at the end of the day, making sure every single X is crossed and every single I is dotted if we did that, I think we'd grow at a lot slower rate, but we sort of just like pummel through. Yeah. Um, and because Sam is awesome at just being like, it's chill, it's all good and going with it instead of sitting up and like thinking about how could everything go wrong? What if this doesn't work? What if that doesn't work? Just trusting it yeah. and going with it, I think has definitely led us to where we are now. Is that right. your, is that your tendency to kind of, to, try to make it perfect and then yeah definitely i'm always thinking about everything how could it go wrong 75 mm-hmm. different ways preparing for worst case scenario on top mm-hmm. of you know just pummeling mm-hmm. through but yeah yeah that's where like the the visionary and the operations comes into play mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know perfectionist imperfectionist going <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> no in a good way I, I, it I sounds know. shitty but it's a good thing yeah <laughs> Sounds amazing. You're an I guess, imperfectionist. I guess it's, yeah. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard someone described as being an imperfectionist. That's amazing. That's I great. Think you, it's better to say, like, I'm more of a realistic. Yeah, I take the more it, realistic approach yeah. than Audrey. Ta- like, nothing in the entire world is right. perfect. Yeah. Right. Even though, like, the strive for perfection is, like, I think everyone should try to do. But, like, I'm like, dude, yeah. realistically, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, and realistically, running, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. If you're running operations, that makes a lot of sense. But it's imperfect. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That is awesome. I love, love that. I love that. Was, that was great. Perfectionist. And the and- imperfectionist. It's a new children's book. It's about learning how to accept failure. Yeah. I'm dying. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Amazing. That's the key. Well, thank you both for coming on. And yeah, thank you guys so for much. having really us. That yeah. was really fun. Thank you. Uh, that was actually funny. Thanks again so much for listening to You Can Do It, Do It. If you want to learn more about what Audrey and Sam are up to at the Nitro Bar, visit youcandoitdoit.com. And of course, visit Nitro Bar in Providence and Newport for some really, really great iced coffee, as well as you know all the other items they serve. Their breakfast sandwich is absolutely incredible too. Thank you uh, to Night Swim for the use of their song Fiji as the theme song for this show. We're really grateful to have it here and to be able to share that with you. So go check it out on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get great music. It's uh, it's really awesome and they're a great local band. Last but not least, uh, we are on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash YCDIDI or 
you can do it, do it.com slash Patreon. It's a great way to give back to the show, keep us going. Uh, and, uh, you know, we do this because we love it and we hope to keep doing it for a while. So your support definitely helps with that. And, uh, thanks again so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.